Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. This is a little different, as you can tell by the by the title. This is a little different than our normal format. I asked Matt a couple of questions, and uh, this is just him. Some of his stories that he kind of alluded to. I just had to ask these questions. So this is a fun, just light story time that I wanted to bring to you all. So take a listen. I would love to see some of your comments on this. And uh, thanks for tuning in. So here we go. So you mentioned that you uh, used to live in the hood when you were in seminary. Yep. Uh, Could you explain that? Uh, I just need some clarification on where and uh, how that all went down, because that sounds like a very interesting story. Yeah. So uh, so as all seminary students, you have no money and have no time to work to make money. So Mm -hmm. you're living on a shoestring budget because you're essentially working like four jobs, not counting full time Mm -hmm. student. And I mean, that's just the nature of it, which is. Which in some ways is good. There's there's a negativity to it, but there's a a blessing in that. Um, it it pushes you to trust the Lord and depend on the Lord and travel light, right? You have nothing. You live in you know paycheck to paycheck, and that paycheck has got like nothing. <laughs> so, so it's just and every seminary student has the same story. So. There's nothing really unique to me about that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure sure there are some that have, you know, more finances or whatever, but that's not normal. Um, so, and then when, when you go to seminary in Los Angeles, which is the most expensive place to live in our nation by way of uh, cost of living, so you're going, you're basically living in the one of the highest, if not, I think that in New York are the highest tax bracket you know, sales tax and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. everything's expensive. Everything. Right. Gas was like almost $5 a gallon and, you That's know, 10, 10% sales tax on everything. Was this, was this, what year was this? This would have been 2010 to 2015, something like that. And okay. so, uh, yeah, so you're, uh, and then uh, we lived a little further outside of Los Angeles just to try to get away from the city a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, and to try to be a little bit, for lack of a better word, a little bit safer because that whole area is not, not the safest place in the world either. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we started out having an idea of what we wanted, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, cause we already knew we were gonna have to live in an apartment, which, you know, we're not apartment people, but being from West Virginia, you know, it's right. nice to have grass and acreage. And you all just come from West Virginia, yeah, correct? Yeah. So okay. we're moving from now. Thankfully, we sold a house we had in West Virginia that we had built, and we moved to the Bible College, which was a duplex. So it's kind of like an apartment, but it still was a two-story house. Just mm-hmm. you had half a house, and it was about half the size of what our house was we built. So it was a lot smaller, but mm-hmm. still, it was it was considerable. You know, it was roomy enough. It had three bedrooms and whatnot. Right. And then, uh, so when we're moving from there to L.A., we're thinking, yeah, you know, a- you know, Amy's making her list when we're looking for apartments. So you know, got to have three bedrooms, so many bathrooms. You know, a long. You know, got to have a place for washer and dryer and all this stuff. And then we start looking, 
and we're looking at the cost and we're like, yeah, we can't afford that. Yeah, we can't afford it. And, and it just keeps everything. So she had a list of all of her gotta haves. Mm-hmm. And by the time summer came when we were moving, the list was completely empty. Like she had went through and just crossed everything out by way of cost. She couldn't afford it. Right. Well, and so and, wait, is it just just you and Amy? No, it's 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 us and three kids at that point. So it was, oh, wow. it's Christian and the girls. Oh wow. So so we've got all these kids, and Christian was uh, he was about a he was about a year old actually. No, he was he wasn't even a year old at the time when we moved out there. So uh, so yeah, so we're uh, yeah we're. Uh, <laughs> So it was a baby. No, so he's two. yeah. So no, he would have been uh, <clears throat> trying to remember when he was born. Two thousand nine. So he'd have been about a year. He'd have been about a year. Yeah, he would have been about a year old. Year fifteen months. Mm-hmm. So still small, but he was toddling around as far as crawling. And um, anyway, so yeah, we've got a small baby and then two two toddlers basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, elementary age kids. Yeah, that were like six, five, and yeah, seven, or something yeah, like that at that yeah. point. So, uh, <clears throat> so it was interesting, and so we ended up just looking for a place, and we got this. I want to say it was about four hundred square foot apartment. It was basically wow. efficiency style, basically is what it was. So it, it just you walked in, and everything was there. Meaning you had your kitchen, your living room, just mm-hmm. like a big open space, and there was. It was just like then you had rooms, and then you had you had a bathroom, and then you had a, a, a what they called the master bedroom, which was about a ten by ten. It was like mm-hmm. a normal size. It was like a kid's bedroom, but they mm-hmm. called it the master because it had a a walk-in closet. And then you had what they called a study, which wasn't even a full size bedroom. Mm-hmm. So it was like a bedroom and a half. Right. And we turned the study into the girls' room because they had a bunk bed, so we could make that work. Mm-hmm. And we put Christian in our room in his crib. And, yeah, that was, that was how we lived for a couple years, actually, like that. It was tiny. And, uh, yeah, like one little countertop, you know, that was it. And that was one probably little like... kitchen, One little kitchen, like one table in the corner, you know. But the living room, it's all there. It's right. just open. So this is like $5,000 a month. Yeah, it was, it was, I forget what it was, but it was, it was, a, it was, I mean, for our budget, it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was, uh, I want to say it was like twice our mortgage payment in West Virginia and our house was like 2,500, 3,000 square foot. And this is like four, this is like, yeah, an acreage and this yeah. is like 400 square feet. Right? Oh my goodness. But that's, you know, but it was good. It was good. We learned a lot and. Amy's homeschooling and you're just in that small area and so were uh, you working too yeah I was working I, I didn't have a job when I went out there but I got a job pretty mm-hmm. quickly and then so I was working and uh, All right, I gotta ask where, where were you working so um when I when I moved out there I got a lot of flack from people because I didn't have a job but it's hard to get a job in California when you're from West Virginia you know mm-hmm. how do you do that mm-hmm. but I knew I would I had plenty of op- opportunities. Like I would get a job. I wasn't worried about that since I can do heating and air conditioning and I'm going to Southern California where air conditioners run 24 <laughs> seven. I don't think I'm gonna have a problem. Right. So I wasn't too worried about it. Right. So, um, and so, yeah. So as I'm moving into my apartment, we picked this apartment. We never even saw it. We just picked it. We saw it online. It was on Craigslist mm-hmm. and we saw it and, and we knew that there were other seminary students that lived in the apartment complex. There was like 50, 
50 apartments Mm -hmm. within this one complex. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew there were other seminary students that lived there. So that was all we cared about. We were just like, we just need to be around some other people that can teach us. Right, right. How do you live like this? (laughs) Right. We just need somebody to teach us because we're, we're, we're coming from the mountains. We don't know, we don't know the city life stuff. And uh, so as, as we're moving in, the apartment manager who, uh, who became a really good friend of mine uh, who was running the apartment is a seminary guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he asked me where I was going to work, and I said, well, I don't have a job now, but I'll look for one. And so he said, what have you done? And so I told him, you know, I used to do this or that. And he said, can I have your phone number? I said, sure. He said, my boss might be interested in talking to you. He's looking for an air conditioning guy. So I didn't think anything of it. About two days later, he comes knocking at my door and said, all right, my boss is going to call you tomorrow at such and such a time. He wants to talk to you. Great. But I'm still not thinking anything of it because I can't work. Like, I can't work a normal hours. I can't do... Uh, you know, I know heating and air conditioning and running a business because we had one, so I know what it takes, and mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like, right. I can't work 12 hours a day and heat of the summer. You know, I mean, it, it's it's weird hours. It's not too many hours. Mm-hmm. i got to study. I'm here to study Greek and Hebrew, not do heating and air conditioning. Right. But I need to eat. Right. So it's like that balancing act. So he did. He called, and we talked, and and uh, it was it was it was hilarious. Because I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, it's my mind. It's 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 funny how much the Lord taught me. Get on the phone and the guy's like, hey, I heard about you. Can you do this, this, and this? He asked me like these questions. Can you work on this type unit? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal. That's small compared to what I'm used to doing. Right. And he's like, oh, Wow. And I said, well, here's the question. Can you do this? I mm-hmm. said, I need this much per hour. I need this kind of hours. I need this, you know, I need this flexibility and, you know, just not not trying to set myself up, but just being realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to do this, I, and, uh, <clears throat> and he's like, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I'm like, what? Really? And he said, listen, he said, I know what you're doing. You're here to go to seminary. I said, I am. I'm not here to make money i'm here to you know i'd have kept my business if i wanted to do that mm-hmm. and he said no he said i'm a christian i go to grace community church i believe in what you're doing and and he says this is a way i can help is give you a job he said but i need help he said i don't i've never had anybody that can do heating and air conditioning and that's my biggest line item for my business and you might be able to help me i'm like trust me i can help you yeah that's all i that's all i know mm-hmm. and so it became a really good friendship Mm-hmm. It was huge. So within five days, I had a job and never even looked for one. Wow. And But that was the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was kind of what I was preaching this morning. Yeah. It's just like, trust the Lord. Don't worry about those things. Trust the Lord. And he provided. And that's kind of the way it was all through Bible college and seminary. It was just like, I have story after story after story like that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Now, it's amazing. Can you explain, now, now that we've gotten to the first five days, Yeah. now that you're in the apartment, you moved in, you got a job. Oh, no, no. Let me go back. Let's go back. <laughs> so when we pull up, right? Again, we never seen this place. We never been there. We nothing. Right. We have no, you know, and 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 I don't mean this in any in any uh, disparaging way. It's just the right way to describe it. It was the Mexican ghetto, mm-hmm. right? So we're on this section of this town we lived in that <clears throat> that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. So the mariachi bands playing twenty four seven. The wow. you know the um, food trucks coming by. 
with all their, you know, all all the jalapenos and that, avocados. That part and, I'd be okay with. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It, it, that was culturally kind of neat, yeah. but the mariachi bands got old really quick, man. <laughs> all hours of the night. And and the housing, the apartments are so close. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need milk, you don't need to come to my house. Just knock on your window. I'll wow. hear it, and I'll we'll pass it across. <laughs> so if you're playing your music in your in, in your place next to mine, I hear all of Everything. it. Everything. It, yeah, it's just a totally different world. So we pull up to this place, and um, I had all of our stuff shipped. So mm-hmm. we, we got a shipping uh, truck. Got mm-hmm. a truck. We packed it, and then they drove it out so we could drive our uh, ourselves and take our time going across country it took a couple weeks and so we had our stuff delivered well it didn't come it took it took like five extra days to get there what so we had nothing only thing we had was what came in the minivan with mm-hmm. us which was not a whole lot and uh so when we when we get there i call the seminary and there's a guy who they kind of pair you up with who kind of helps you get moved in and so i told him what what happened and he said all right he said let me make some phone calls Next thing I know, within 10 minutes, people are knocking at our apartment. We're literally just standing there. No furniture, no blankets, no pillows, no nothing. No clothes beyond what we had brought with us in our in our traveling. And uh, people just start coming to the door with food, with blankets. Wow. And here's the thing, with lamps. <laughs> First person comes in, and they bring two lamps, and they set it in our living room, and they introduce themselves. And I'm like, man, this is great. And then they leave, and I'm like, well, they brought lamps. I've never brought a lamp to anybody. I'm like, that's neat. And then the next couple comes, they bring this whole plate of cookies, and they welcome, you know, and they're seminary students. They've been there for a couple of years. Good to have you. Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. Here come more lamps. And wow. I'm, I'm like, what's the deal with all these lamps? It, it, it Literally, we ended up with like six lamps that day, right? And sleeping bags and pillows <clears throat> and all this stuff that mm-hmm. we were just going to sleep on the floor, you know, and and so people were setting us up for being able to do that. Well, I figured it out. Come night, then the sun went down. Mm-hmm. There's no lights. Oh. Now listen, I'm from a land where the, every every ceiling has its own light right. with a switch. Right. I did. I, I I knew nothing of going to a house that has no light bulbs. That is weird. The whole place is lamps. Not even in the kitchen. No, no. It's just, it's just lamps everywhere, and I'm like. How do you function with just yeah. la- so? But it was a learning. So it was, a, it was just like this learning experience of, of yeah. The house had I think it had like two lights. I think there was a light in the kitchen and a light in the bathroom, and that was it. That is crazy. Yeah, and it got dark quick. Yeah, and I was thankful for those lamps. <laughs> so it was just lessons where you learned where you're just like, oh. What, what time of year was this? Was this like this, fall? No, this was June. It was June. Okay. So I graduated from Bible college in May. We moved in June, so it was. Quick. Oh wow, it was quick. Yeah, we were on a. I was on a mission. Yeah. So, uh, so that was good, and the Lord was, but the Lord was good to us. Man, I remember driving around L.A. So I used to, I used to, t- before I went on staff at the church, mm-hmm. I worked for this this awesome guy who had this rather large family business of apartments and buildings all around Santa mm-hmm. Barbara and L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was the heating and air conditioning guy. So I would travel, drive around, go everywhere, and fix his his stuff. And so I, I, I got to drive around LA and, and all of that all the time. It was every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing this, but you got to understand, man, I'm from the mountains of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I remember those first couple of weeks were brutal. I'm in traffic. <laughs> I, can I got the, I got the GPS. I, I don't know. I keep asking people, right? This is it. This is city life. I learned. So, so, so I would say, 
so how many miles is it to such and such place? I would get a work order. And I'd be like, so how many miles is that? And people would just look at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know how many miles it is. I'm like, what? how do you guys? He's like, no, we talk about time. Yeah. It's how, because it's city. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Two miles to take you 45 minutes. Right? <laughs> but I'm asking how many miles it is. Because in West Virginia, that's all you right. ask. Because uh-huh. I know how long it takes me to go a mile. So mm-hmm. tell me how many miles I'm good to go. Yeah. So it took me a while to figure that out, too. Yeah. So it's just all those things like that. And, but, the, man, I, I remember calling back to somebody in West Virginia, like, the first week I'm driving around L.A., and I told them I have seen more concrete in one day than I think I've seen my whole life. Yeah. You know, with, uh-huh. I mean, it was just no grass. So this one section of L.A. that I used to work at a lot, just outside of the, I mean, literally just outside the city, I found this one street that had a number of maple trees in it because maple trees aren't normal out there, mm-hmm. palm trees and all kinds of different citrus trees. But I found this section that had these maple trees, and they would turn color every fall, mm-hmm. right, because there was no color. So there's either brown or green. That's all you get. Right. Not like here where you have the beauty of the fall with all the colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I missed it. Mm-hmm. So I would I would literally drive down that street every fall, take pictures of those trees and show Amy. And I'd be like, there's, <laughs> there's, our, there's what we miss. Oh, man. You know, just little things like that. Right. And, but, uh, but it was good. It was good times. And the Lord, Lord taught us so much. Those are just, you know, the stupid things. And. But uh, he did. I have so many stories of his provisions and protection and and his undeserved blessing in our life, including going to work at Grace. And I, I worked that air conditioning job for a couple of years, even while I was working at Grace. I did both for a while, mm-hmm. which was a blessing. And uh, then eventually I just went full on staff at Grace, which, again, was totally unplanned and undeserved. How many years of seminary was it? Five. Those I stretched five it out because I, when I went on staff, uh, you know, on in a staff position, that I had to s- slow my seminary studies down a little bit. I couldn't take as many classes because I was pastoring. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, so it, I extended it out, uh, which is what they asked me to do, and an extra. They wanted me to extend it out two years, but I just extended it an extra year. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, now this, uh, these these rats that you were talking about. Oh man, man, it was bad. Now you didn't say mice. No, 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 man. These ain't no mice. Because cause we have mice in Oh, no, no, no. ain't no mice. Yeah. No, I'm talking small groundhogs, man. <laughs> Listen, it was funny. So, um, they were, I mean, they're just bad because they're in the city. So, mm-hmm. you see them all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, again, it's part of city life. And there, there were these certain shrubs and trees that they li- they lived in. Mm-hmm. And they were all throughout the city. And, again, I'm, I'm moving around in all these apartments. So, I'd just see them. I mean, you're just walking by and you hear a noise and there's rats shimmying through because they live in these shrubs or whatever. But there was this one time where we got this infestation in our apartment complex. Mm. It was bad. Mm. They were everywhere. Now, we never had them, praise the Lord. Other seminary students did. We never had them in our in our apartment. That was a provision from the Lord right Oh, there. man, big time because <laughs> my wife would not have been happy. And I had, to, I had to take care of business. Yeah. You know, being from West Virginia, we could have done that. Yeah. But it just wouldn't have been pretty. Yeah. Right? But, man, we had them outside. And so so we never had a uh, washer and dryer in the apartment because mm-hmm. you just don't. So you have a communal one that you use. And, and it was down the kind of sidewalk from where we lived that you had to walk to and you carry your laundry and do all that kind of stuff, which, again, is pretty normal when you're living in that setting. And uh, 
literally, man, it used to freak Amy out because you're literally I'd hear her coming down the sidewalk sometimes, and I hear her scream because the rats would be darting in front of her as she's as she's walking by. The kids used to scream. So, so the one blessing that we really loved about that apartment complex that we lived in was it had its own pool. It's just a little tiny, Mm -hmm. you know, hole in the ground. But it it was nice because it gets so hot in L.A. Yeah. So the kids lived at the pool for about five months out of the year. Mm -hmm. They were at the pool. And they used to hate it uh, when we had the rats because they'd get out of the pool and they'd be like, Dad, I'm scared. I'd just go, run, just run as fast (laughs) as you can. And they'd take off and you see the rats going, pew, pew, pew. Oh, no. So we'd sit in our we'd sit at our kitchen table and we'd look out. So there were these like sliding glass doors and uh, looking out and then you had a patio and it would patio was about two foot deep, mm-hmm. by about six foot wide. It was about mm-hmm. s- the, the, width the width of your of patio. The door. And then you could step out. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was all you had. So mm-hmm. it was like, why did they even put that in? Right. It wasn't even worth the cost of the doors. Yeah. But anyway, just kind of, that's how you do it. And then you can have one chair and you can sit out there and say you have outdoor living space. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. Anyway. That's for the smokers. That's what it was that's for. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And so we did exactly what it was for. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, we used to sit there and look out those things and you could watch so that apartment complex had like a carport where you parked under and it was lower than where the apartments were so the roof of the carport was about eye level Mm -hmm. and you just count the rats as they'd run across the roof of the carport carport we'd count them and yeah so it it got to be funny with the guys that live there's about 10 of us seminary families at one point we were (laughs) we uh yeah, we started baiting them in and shooting them with pellet guns. <laughs> These must have been the, the seminary students that were from the south. Oh, yeah. From West Virginia and yep. from Alabama. Actually, the worst guys were from Australia. Really? Because they never had guns. They're not uh, allowed to have guns. It's a totally different world over there. Mm-hmm. And so here, they couldn't have guns, but they bought pellet guns. Mm-hmm. And they, they just thought they, they, they thought they had died and went to heaven. Oh, my goodness. So they were the funniest two guys they used to crack me so they'd bring stuff to my house and say how you clean this you know? <laughs> so they would set stuff out and sit at the pool and wait for the rats to come out and shoot them oh my goodness yeah we, we that's what you do when you're staying up all night writing papers and right. stuff and you're starting to lose your mind you gotta right. do something for sanity so yeah oh man that is yeah. that is crazy now Thankfully, think, thankfully, because I was working for the company, the same company where I lived, so mm-hmm. they 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 took care of that, and I and I told them, I'm like, you got to fix this. I mean, it's an infestation. It's not just normal. I mean, because everybody's got rats around there because that's just the way. It, but this was beyond that. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. You just saw them. I was like, this is not good. And so they brought in a bunch of stuff and got rid of them, mm-hmm. and then brought it down to a normal level what is normal yeah normal city life right what is normal trust me i had to readjust normal in many ways when i lived there right right so the other one was was literally about the the arrest that you you were arrested um yeah i think we were during the live stream i actually posted uh in the chat at the bottom i was like matt got arrested (laughs) at 14 at 14 yeah i think i was 14 yeah it's funny. Um, yeah, so this was this was uh, before I was redeemed, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's kind of a funny story because I didn't do anything wrong, right? Right. So uh, 
which I still to this day, it, it boggles my mind. So, so a, a friend of mine, who's my best friend at the time, who lived not far from where I lived. And so I would go to spend the night at his house a lot. He would spend the night at my house. We'd walk in distance. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived probably three quarters of a mile from each other. And, and then he lived in a, a townhouse section. And there was a 7-Eleven just down the street. I mean, you could see it from his house, from mm-hmm. his townhouse. So, you know, it'd be 10 o'clock at night. And he'd ask his mom, can we run down to 7-Eleven and get some gum or candy or whatever? Because at that time, you know, nickel by piece of bubble gum or something mm-hmm. they had the nickel candy and we go down there with 75 cents and stock up on yeah. candy and then go back and watch movies or whatever and so uh, we did that all the time mm-hmm. and uh but we always had this 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 idea if 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 because you know there's not a whole lot of action going on there right <laughs> it's, so it's, west pretty, virginia. it's west virginia so it's like what part of west virginia was this this is in the eastern panhandle so it's not as bad as as some of the other places where i've lived in the southern part but still 10 o'clock everything shuts down mm-hmm. back then there was not there was no traffic there's again it's not like here it's, mm-hmm. and it's dark and so it was always like hey if you see a police car let's just, just everybody just run and we don't have to deal with it and so that was the deal and uh, sure enough, this police car pulls up, and I'm the only one that runs. <laughs> and I look back, and I see all the guys, they're like standing there like this. What? With their hands up, because they got, you know, a light, they got a light on them, and they got, they're on their loudspeaker. And I had already made it to the next yard, and I'm like, what are they doing? I'm like, oh, man. And yeah, so then they kind of came after me, and I just kept running. Oh, so no. I eventually made it home. And I'm like, I don't know what. So you didn't run back to your friend's house. No, I went to my house, (laughs) and uh, because I didn't know what was going on, because we didn't do anything. Right. We had just left his house. We were because I said it was. You could see the Seven Eleven, and 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 again, there was no reason to run, but that's just what you do, Mm -hmm. right? That's what. That's what y'all made the agreement to do. Thirteen, fourteen. I mean, it's what you do. Right. You just you just do stupid things. Right. Right. And uh, so I get home. And I come in my house, and my mom and dad are standing there, and they're like, what did you do? And I'm like, oh, man, how did they figure out? They, so wait, so wait my friends minute. ratted on me. What? Yeah, so they... So they. So they, before you got home... The police you, had already called. What? Yeah, so the guys ratted me out. That is crazy. And so, uh, so I told them. I'm like, I didn't do anything. So the police came to the house, and then they admitted to my mom and dad we didn't do anything. So that was the weirdest thing. So they came in and the police officer was like asking me all these questions about stealing bikes. I'm like, no, I didn't steal any bikes. I don't, why would I steal a bike? I don't want to steal a bike. We're walking to 7-Eleven and why did you run? Just because that was our plan. We we're just going to run. We didn't, we didn't want to deal with this. And, uh, and uh, anyway, he, uh, and so I said, but sir, I didn't steal any bikes. I don't steal. And, and, uh, and he was like on me. And eventually my dad stood up and was like, look, he told you he didn't steal the bike. He didn't steal the bike. Well, then he, he calls my dad out to the front porch. And this still to this day, it's like, what were they thinking? He's like, sir, we know they didn't steal the bikes. We're just trying to put some fear into them. <laughs> my dad's like, trust me, I got enough fear. Oh <laughs> so, so then the deal was they wanted us all to go downtown, get our picture taken, with the mugshot, with the whole the whole deal, what at fourteen just to scare us, to put fear in us so that we wouldn't do anything wrong. Oh my goodness! So that was that was that was. That's, and your parents were involved. Well, my mom and dad were like, 
you know, it's not a bad idea. Just be good for you to go through that, you know, and that'll teach you not to run again. And so I did it. So yeah, that was that's that's that that's the extent of my arrest record right but, there. But your name is now in the system as you know, yeah, yeah. your picture, you know, all those types of things. Well, at fourteen, and I don't know what I mean. I don't even think they did anything. Oh, four computers, yeah, too. So yeah, I mean, they didn't. It wasn't anything. We didn't do anything. There was no record. They just were going through the process because they had a. I mean, it was a rough town where I was at, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of. A lot of, at that time, there was they had a massive drug problem, mm-hmm. massive drug problem. Uh, from uh, there was a lot of Jamaicans that lived in our town because we lived in a big farming um, produce apple orchards. Mm-hmm. So you get the uh, they they would go to Jamaica and they'd pull in all these migrant workers, mm-hmm. and they had massive problems with drugs. It was on the news all the time. Somebody's dying, and it was bad. So they were I knew what they were doing. They were trying to. They were trying to, you know, clean things up and set a precedence and just with the, with the young boys and I, it's fine. Yeah. It just, wow. it became a story that still to this day makes me laugh and chuckle and, but yeah. So that's, that's it. There you go, that, man. That is, that is, that is weird. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird that your parents were actually in on the whole thing. My mom drove me down. Oh my goodness! The other guys had to ride in the police car, but, but you didn't get the full experience. No, though. no. <laughs> but they were mad at me because they couldn't catch me. That's what. That's what. Who the, the cops were? Yeah, that's what the one police officer told me. The fourteen-year-old boy. What do you expect? <laughs> you grown man, fourteen-year-old boy. Unless you were training every single day at a level that is not a police officer's level. Well, there was. They weren't running after. It wasn't like that kind of thing. It was just they were riding around with their lights, you know, shining in bushes and stuff. No. And so it wasn't like we were on a foot chase. I wouldn't have done that, but I was just, I was gone after I saw. But even thing. a foot chase, yeah. I mean, you, that is probably the best shape you've ever been in in your life. So you could, you yeah. could pick up some speed and you're gone. Yeah, well, so oh, it's my not goodness. my proudest moment for sure, but it's, that's, that's 14 and. That was that was that was the extent of my uh, the depth of my fun right that was, there. That was it. You didn't you didn't. Uh, you didn't no, you... and then and then because by the time they came to my house, they had found the guys that stole the bikes. Really? Yeah, because that's what the, eventually they told my mom and dad. They didn't tell me that. They met with and they told my mom and dad. Look, by the time they got to my house, they realized we we didn't do it. So our story was essentially true. And but they again, and so they just were trying to put some fear into us. Which again, I get it. There was four of you. You said there were three. Three. Okay. Three of us. Wow. Yeah. So one was a big guy too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Like, you guys ratted me out, man. That is funny. <laughs> so it was funny. It was funny. We had a lot of fun talking about it, and yeah. Wow. Yep. All right. Well. <clears throat> Let's talk about some uh, some biblical truth now. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So you asked. Yeah, I, I had to because that was uh, it, when you said it. I was like, oh, I gotta get that story. That story and the story about you living uh, living in in the apartment with yeah. all the rats. Like, I, I gotta get that story. So, but that that was good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in today. 
please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have a question, please send them to thetruthtalkspodcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at thetruthtalkspodcast. And visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.